When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Friday, December 8th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, uh, the Guardians, I, I well, I guess not the Guardians, but Josh Naylor got some news uh uh, yesterday, the uh, Canadian uh, baseball, uh, Ca- baseball Canada, uh, is, gives out an award every year, uh, a, a character award basically, and uh, Josh Naylor was the recipient of it. Uh, the the Tip O'Neill Award not had, doesn't have anything to do with the uh, longtime former House Speaker from uh, the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, this is a, a different Tip O'Neill, a Canadian baseball coach. Uh, what do we know about uh, Josh Naylor receiving this award, and, and and what do you think of Josh Naylor getting an award for for character and, and leadership on the field? Uh, I think it uh, I think they pretty much hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, definitely. This this award usually goes to the uh, it, well, it goes to the best you know Canadian player in the big leagues from that season, and uh, you know Naylor you know, really had a great year this past season. So he's from Canada. So, you know, it, it makes sense. And, uh, you know, a well-deserved award for sure. And, uh, you know, Vlad Guerrero, who was born in uh, Montreal, was a finalist uh, along with, a, you know, uh, a couple other players from Canada uh, that that had good seasons this year. But Naylor, you know, kind of really hit it out of the park this year. Yeah, his overall uh, contribution. I mean, he's up for uh, the All NBA. Uh, All NBA team. He'd love to be up for the All NBA team. I bet you, uh, <laughs> given his uh, jersey collection. No, uh, the All MLB team. Uh, he, he's a, a nominee for that, obviously. Uh, and, and I think, uh, like we've we've talked about on this podcast before, had he not run into that uh, oblique injury and uh, you know missed a significant chunk of time, uh, about a month there. Uh, you know, things might have been completely different for for the Guardians and and definitely for Josh Naylor in terms of uh, postseason awards. But uh, like you said, this uh, 2023 Tip O'Neill Award uh, based on individual achievement and team contribution while adhering to baseball's highest ideals uh, is the description there. And uh, certainly the the character and the leadership qualities are are what you've uh, come to expect now uh, in you know the the last three four seasons with Josh Naylor. Uh, with this Guardians club, and uh, they, they're establishing uh, sort of an identity through him. This is a, uh, a, a guy who's combustible. He's a, a firecracker. He, you know, any moment out on the field, he could he could snap and have that energy. But he's also 
you know, away from the field, uh, very calculated, very, uh, you know, very thoughtful. And, and more than anything, he's always got his teammates backs uh, on, on certain, uh, when, whenever anything ever happens in that clubhouse, uh, just in, in watching him and being around him on a daily basis. Yeah, no doubt about it, Joe. He uh, he's kind of one of those guys that leads on and off the field. I think uh, you know uh, what he says. You know, carries a lot of weight in the clubhouse, um, and uh, you know he's just respected, Joe. He's out there every day. You know, two years ago he played. You know, a, a big chunk of the season after coming off that really, you know, frightening uh, broken uh, broken uh, ankle. Uh, for, I think that was in 2021. He comes back in mm-hmm. 2022, has really a solid season, and he just built on that this year, Joe. He hits 308, uh, 31 doubles, 17 home runs, leads the team, leads the team with 97 RBIs, uh, posts a career best 842 OPS, and like you said, he missed all August with a strained oblique. So, you know, you kind of, you just wonder what those numbers would have looked like with another, you know, 25 to 30 games. Yeah. And even despite that, uh, you know, the, the baseball writers in Cleveland, the BBWAA chapter, uh, we voted him uh, man of the year. We gave him uh, the top player honor uh, there uh, just based on, on those numbers alone, really a, a, a outstanding season for him. And that sort of leads into the next, uh, you know, part of this is uh, it makes him quite attractive to other teams. He's he's arbitration eligible. Uh, you know, there are, are players that the Guardians uh, have, have dangled out there as, uh, you know, in, in trade talks, uh, notably Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe. Uh, where does where does Naylor now fit in uh, on, on possible, you know, trade rumors now that have cropped up with uh, with his name? Yeah, Joe, I heard, uh, you know, three teams you know, kind of specifically were interested in uh, Naylor. They expressed that interest at the winter meetings, I'm sure, before that as well. The uh, Cubs, Seattle, and Pittsburgh, all those teams, you know, are looking for an offensive boost. And I think, uh, you know, the Guardians are in a uh, kind of listening mode, you know. They have said that, uh, you know, they're, they're, you know, if somebody calls, they're going to pick up the phone and listen to what they have to offer. And I'm sure they've taken some calls on Naylor you know, who is, uh, you know, still what, I don't think he's 30 yet, Joe. I think he's 28, no. 29. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, he's, you know, he, he, he looked, you know, he, he, he drove, you know, he just, he, uh, he, he drove in a, you know, he just looks like a, a clutch player that you can hit in the middle of the lineup. And, you know, he's going to, like you said, he's eligible for arbitration. You know, he's going to uh, project to make just over 7 million this year. You know, but he's two years away from uh, free agency. So, uh, you know, you got to wonder, you know, is this the time Cleveland offers him an extension or, you know, depending how the season goes, is he a trade candidate at the at the deadline? Yeah, that's that's the other thing is if he does, you know, start the season with Cleveland, does he end the season with Cleveland? Uh, that that comes up as well. And that depends on on how the season goes. The other factor here is obviously his brother Bo being on the team and you know, I, I'm sure from the player standpoint, from the team standpoint, uh, none of that really uh, should factor in. But in, in the real world, it does. I mean, uh, if you trade him away, you know, there there are feelings that are going to be, you know, maybe hurt or or whatever. But, you know, the players generally understand that it's a business and business decisions are made. Uh, however, if there's an opportunity for the two of them to, to play at least a season or two uh, together, 
and and go through a full season that way and and really uh, you know develop a culture there in the in, in the clubhouse. Uh, you've got to see that as a as an advantage as well. Uh, you're hoping that the uh, the the financial aspect of it isn't the the main driver in uh, wh- how long Josh Naylor is is a is in a Cleveland Guardians uniform. Uh, you never want to see that because if he wants to be here and the team wants him to be here, then uh, you know that 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 would hopefully be the case. Uh, you, you went through all the the work to 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 get the extra year of Bo Naylor's uh, uh you know control uh, by keeping him in the minors last year for as long as you did. Uh, you might want to extend things uh, you know with the uh, the Naylor party in the clubhouse uh, if you're Chris Antonetti and Mike Chernoff. Uh, so so yeah, that's uh, you know it's not surprising that the best players are you know part of these these rumors and 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 all that right now. Uh, what do you think the chances are, the likelihood is that somebody's going to blow the Guardians away with an offer for Josh Naylor, or is this just uh, you know expected offseason rumors? Yeah, I think it's an expected offseason rumor, Joe. I'd, I'd be really surprised if they traded this guy. I'd be really surprised if they traded Class A. Um, you know, you you know you got Class A signed to a, a really a club friendly deal. Uh, you know, we're just starting to see the best of Josh Naylor. You've got his mm-hmm. younger brother, Bo, on the club. He had a great second half, you know, and, uh, you know, th- these two guys could really drive your club. And, you know, I would think, you know, you know, talking to Josh, whenever he talks about Bo, you know, he he uh, he would love to play with them. You know, he'd love mm-hmm. to be on the team, same team with them. So if you're going to offer him an extension, I think that would probably probably, you know, play into it. Maybe maybe both sides could give a little bit and to make that happen. Yeah, I, if you talk to Josh, he doesn't want to just play with Bo. He wants to play with Miles too. Yeah, he, yeah, right. he wants to play. He wants the whole family there. That that that's the whole thing. And uh, I I can't blame him. I, I think that would be pretty cool uh, if that were the case. Does does the the rumors cropping up and and the, uh, exploring sort of you know what would be available if they were to trade a Josh Naylor or an Emmanuel Classe? Uh, does that work to the Guardians' advantage at all in terms of you know? You know what players that you're targeting maybe in another organization uh, are available to you, so that you know when things come back around for uh, another situation, if that guy is still there, uh, you might ask about him uh, again another time if it's a player that you really like. Oh yeah, Joe. I think you know most GMs. Every conversation they have, you know, after they get off the uh, cell phone or or stop, te- you know, texting, you know, they make they they make notes about it. They, you know, they sit there and write it down. Well, who said what? You know, or they have somebody write it down for them. And uh, you know, so you always have your notes. You always have the backstory of any trade. You know, who else was mentioned? Guys that you liked and were kind of taken out of the trade, put in the trade. So yeah, you've always got a backlog of information where guys, you know, you might, you know, you might go back at a later date if the guy is still there or he's with another team and you still like him. You know, you could uh, definitely kind of rekindle those talks. Yeah, that that sounds like you know what happened over a long stretch of time with with Cleveland and San Diego because eventually you know Cleveland had to have gone through uh, a, a bunch of players in that development system in San Diego and, and ended up you know culminating with how Josh Naylor mm-hmm. ultimately arrived with uh, with the Guardians in in a big trade for Mike Levinger. So uh, you know those packages where you've got multiple prospects coming back. Uh, sometimes get a little bigger when when you're very familiar with 
who's available in a, in a certain organization. Uh, something to keep an eye on uh, for sure. You know, maybe if they do strike a deal with the Cubs somewhere down the line, uh, they, they um, you know, they've, they've done more research because of this. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, Joe, I was just wondering, what do you think? Let me ask you, um, do you think that the, the, the uh, payroll situation plays into this? You know, if they don't get, you know, a firm kind of commitment from, from Valley Sports slash uh, Diamond Sports Group on what their payroll is going to be, you know, you know, then it, it seems to me that that you might see a desperate kind of move, uh, you know, may like like maybe trading Class A or trading trading Naylor. I, I just, you know, I, that's I think I guess that would be the worst case scenario for Cleveland. Yeah, I think we've already, you know, seen them, you know, make indication like they're willing to do something like that with Cal Quantrill is, you know, that's uh, there's there's moves that you're going to see made that are going to be based on whether or not that uh, that financial picture is is clear or not. And uh, again, we don't have any timetable as to when that's going to happen. We it's got to be very frustrating for for Chris Antonetti and and uh, and ultimately for Guardians fans who who were expecting and hoping to see these some of these some sort of moves be made. Uh, but you're, you're just sort of handcuffed right now by uh by this whole uh, bankruptcy process and, and, you know, whether or not diamond sports is going to pony up or whether the league is going to take over. And, you know, we'll, we'll see it. It's, there are a lot more questions than answers right now. Uh, and as we, you know, get past this next stage of the off season uh, and get closer to, to uh, spring training, hopefully those, those, those questions get answered and, and we've, we've got a clearer picture. Um uh, again, as we find out more of this information, uh, it, it, to you, the best way to to get in touch with us and uh, ask your questions about it or, uh, you know, get the updated uh, releases on it is uh, through subtext, our subscription text service. It's $3.99 a month. Uh, you can sign up by going to cleveland.com slash subtext or by sending a text message to 216-208-4346. Uh, get messages from Hoinsey and me. Uh, directly to your phone and the ability to ask questions and send us some hey hoinsies and hey hoinsie i got one for you let's yeah. uh let's go through uh sort of the the checklist what's the guardians off-season checklist remaining what's left to do now the winter meetings are over uh they've sort of moved out of that phase there's there's a a list of things that they need to check off uh before this team gets to camp in goodyear uh in uh mid-february uh, what's, uh, what's top of the list right now on the off season checklist, uh, for the guardians, uh, before, uh, getting to camp? You know, I would think they'd have to make their mind up on Bieber, Joe. Uh, are they going to trade him or are they not going to trade him? You know, specifically, you know, you know, talking about spring training and opening the season, you know, is he, is he in the rotation or is, or do you deal him before the season opens? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
And and do you tell Bieber, you know, what your plans are ahead of time, or do you keep that closer to the best in terms of? But does that affect him and, and the way he approaches things? Do you tell him, hey, you know, if you pitch your tail off the first three months of the season, uh, you're going to be more attractive to a contender, and you're going to have a chance to go somewhere and uh, and maybe win in the postseason. Or uh, do you expect, you know, as a professional, he's just going to go out and, and, and do that anyways? Uh, how much of, of your plans do you reveal to uh, the player before you make up your mind on whether or not you're going to trade him? You know, I think uh, we've been through this before. The Guardians have been through this before. I think if, if Bieber is really concerned, you know, he could reach out to Antonetti or Chernoff or have his agents do it. And I'm sure they would tell him, look, uh, just go out, be yourself. And if something's ha- if something's going to happen, we'll give you a heads up before it comes down. Yeah, that's uh, uh, you don't want to hear about it uh, uh, on, uh, on on social media or through another player or, you know, through through anywhere else, but directly from the uh, the organization. And, you know, they did that with the uh, the Francisco Lindor, uh, you know, trade. They, they told him, hey. If it doesn't come from us, then don't believe it uh, is, is usually the um, uh, the mantra there. So, uh, yeah, it's something to keep in mind uh, whether or not they're going to make up when they make up their mind on a beaver trade is is important. Uh, and the same, I guess, would go for for class A. But, uh, you know, uh, that one, you've got more control over class A. So uh, you, you can you can play with that a little bit differently, I would think. Uh, what's next on the list uh, in, in terms of priorities uh, for this this offseason? Well, Joe, you know, they've got, you may have heard this, but they <laughs> have the number one pick uh, in the in the 2024 draft. So I would think they're going to start looking. I'm sure they already have been looking, but uh, they're really going to intensify their search for the top of the draft class. They're going to start, you know, separating bodies. They're going to start getting, you know, scouts out and uh, paying a little more attention to, uh, you know, the, the best players in the country. You know, it's not, you know, because what in the past uh, with the guardians you know having nine out having nine winning seasons out of the last 11 years they've been usually picking from the middle of the pack to uh, on down you know they they really you know they've concentrated on the top 10 picks but you know that, that's kind of only if you know something something unexpected happened and one of those guys dropped down you know in in the draft order but now you really got to pay attention to the top to the cream of the crop yeah, that's uh, it, it would be uh, maybe a wise decision to uh, get a scout and have him just uh, live in a dumpster outside of uh, the Wake Forest University uh, <laughs> campus. Uh, this is a, a a team that is widely regarded as one of the best in the country uh, this coming season. Uh, they could have three to four uh, top 20 prospects uh, taken in uh, the uh, the July draft. So. Uh, there are names on that roster that would be appealing to the Guardians. Uh, if I gave you uh, high school or college, if I gave you position player or pitcher, uh, you know, what do you think a profile of right now uh, the the Guardians' top target would be? Uh, high school, college, uh, pitcher, position. You know, Joe, we've had this discussion before. I think it would be the best available player, but. If I had to, uh, you know, put my finger on the scale, I would go for a position player. I'd go for, uh, you know, maybe a corner infielder or or a corner, you know, or an outfielder with some pop. 
uh, and uh, that could drive the ball. But, you know, it, it all depends. Even a college kid, what is three years away, you know, right. maybe two, three, four years away. If you take take a college junior, um, you know, he's on the fast track, but the fast track can get delayed. You never know. So and you know, so in three or four years, you don't know what the makeup of your big league club is going to look like. So, you know, the best the best course of action is always to take the best player available and go from there. Yeah. And, and if it's a, a guy that you take, maybe you take a uh, an infielder who 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 projects to, to maybe go somewhere in the outfield. Uh, that will take time to develop in the minors as well. So it's it's not like it's a, an instant thing. Uh, Adley Rutschman spent, what, one season? Uh, or It didn't take him very long no. uh, from getting drafted to making his uh, MLB debut. But uh, there doesn't really look like there's uh, an Adley Rutschman in this draft, which is unfortunate for Cleveland. But uh, it, uh, nonetheless, uh, prioritizing that amateur scouting, uh, you know, not necessarily maybe beefing things up in that department, but uh, definitely paying more attention than you have in the past because because you've been picking further down in that first round. And, uh, you know, this year uh, things are a little different. Uh, what's next on the list of uh, of Guardians, the checklist of Guardians offseason priorities? You know, Joe, I, I would think, you know, that uh, uh, Stephen Vogt would like to uh, – kind of just work on establishing his style of play. What kind of, you know, what kind of style are the, are the guardians going to play with? Are, are they going to go like uh, we've seen in the last, you know, 10 or, you know, the last five, six years, you know, an aggressive base running team, a team that really doesn't hit a lot of home runs that goes first to third, that goes, you know, second to home that, that steals bases, but is in, intelligent when it steals bases that, uh, you know, plays solid defense at all nine positions, you know, or, or are they going to be, a, you know, you know, and they almost have to play like that because they really, you know, I don't see them, you know, a big transfusion of offense. So, you know, right now, do you? No, I, I don't see that coming. Uh, I don't, I, it, that will all be sort of addressed from within, I think, uh, in terms of addressing the outfield situation uh, that that's sort of been the same for the last, what, decade in, in Cleveland. Uh, there is no, uh, you know, you know, big signing or big trade uh, available right now for them uh, to beef up that outfield. So I, I think it's, you know, you could see a starting outfield of Stephen Kwan, Miles Straw, and Ramon Laureano. Uh, I think, uh, you know, folks would be, uh, it should be ready for that if that's the case, uh, for sure. But uh, in in terms of the style of play that you're you're talking about, uh, the nice thing that Stephen Vote has is the the guy at the head of the line on the first day of drills at spring training uh, and that's Jose Ramirez you know if the if the young guardians take their cues from uh, Jose in terms of style of play I, I think they'll be in in good shape and and that's uh you know you're, you're talking about a, a a top flight MLB player there in, in Jose Ramirez uh, you would you would want them to to follow sort of his style of play for sure, Joe, and and he kind of plays, you know, like his hair's on fire, you know, especially on the bases. And I think, you know, you have to be ultra aggressive if you're going to win with this lineup, with this roster. We've seen it before. You know, you play, uh, you play aggressively, but you know, with with uh, but with some intelligence as well. Okay, a couple of other housekeeping items on that priority priorities list. 
Uh, they need a replay coordinator. Barney won't be around for uh, for haircuts uh, yeah. uh, in uh, during the season. Won't be won't be around to get his haircut uh, by Tito during the season uh, this year. Uh, so they're going to have to find uh, you know a replacement there. The Guardians have been pretty good uh, the last couple of years with their challenges. So uh, you know whoever uh, uh, there was wasn't there a game in Kansas City where they they had a, a walk off uh, replay review on like a fair or foul ball and. You know, Tito's remark uh, last year was, uh, you know, how often do you see Barney with a walk-off? So, yeah, right. I think it was an out at first base, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, yeah it was. So uh, whoever steps into those uh, those uh, shoes of, of Mike Barnett is going to, you know, have a, a big job to fill, uh, obviously. But uh, that, that'll be something uh, maybe ho- hopefully we'll have uh, clarity on that by, uh, by Guards Fest and we can, you know, have that news for you. Uh, and then obviously the, you know, the arbitration guys, they've got to get that squared away, but that's usually pretty performative. I mean, you offer, there's not a lot of, uh, give and take it's either, you know, they, they win their arbitration case or they don't either way. You've still got them on your roster. Uh, really the, the big question that's left out there is, uh, that payroll, uh, you know, sort of, uh, component and, and will the when will the the Diamond Sports Group bankruptcy case you know be resolved and you know what will happen with the Guardians TV contract? Yeah, Joe, and you you know you just wonder you know from what I've heard they keep pushing the deadline down the road you know kicking the can down the road and you just wonder you know even when they get this thing settled one way or the other you know who's going to be left you know who's going to you know, you're going to have to take care of your own players and then you know if there's who who do you uh, if, how do you how do you go outside your roster and improve the club? I mean, yeah. you know, if it if it happens in February, you know, there's not going to be a whole lot of talent out there, you know, on on the free agent market to even consider. So they they're really in a jam, uh, you know, uh, money wise on this thing. It's it's just so screwed up the way that that Major League Baseball does this with the TV contracts and each team having its own sort of you know having to go on its own with with this. It, the big markets like Chicago and New York and Los Angeles and, uh, you know, they, they never have to worry about something like this. This isn't a concern for them. Uh, they're always going to have it's, it's like an endless pool of money that they that they have to, to, to invest into their clubs, whereas this makes or breaks a small market club like like Cleveland. And and, and uh, the majority of teams in the league are in a position like this, like Cleveland. Uh, if, if if you took away, uh, let's say. I don't know if you took away St. Louis's TV contract, they would be in a, in, in a very similar situation. They would not be able to afford the talent that they have. So uh, it, it's just a really screwed up. You, you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA model and, and you think, boy, isn't there a way to, to that it can be a little more, that there's a little more equity uh, for these teams. But as of right now, there's, it, there's nothing like that coming anytime soon. The Guardians, you know, was, you know, supposedly are going to make between 60 and 65 million uh, from uh, from Bally Sports uh, slash Diamond Sports Group uh, this year. But that's still if you look at uh, 
Texas. Texas has is also a Bally sports team, and they're looking to lose about uh, you know 100 110 million. So the mm-hmm. difference even between markets on this on these contracts is is you know significant, and uh, you know that shows you you know that the teams like Cleveland are kind of always fighting an uphill battle when it comes you know to matching dollar for dollar with big with clubs in bigger markets. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's unfair in, in a lot of ways. And, and the fact that the Guardians have been competitive uh, despite that setup for so many years is uh, is impressive. All right, Hoinsey, uh, that's going to wrap up today's edition of the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Uh, pretty busy week, I, I would say. We had uh, all sorts of news coming out and, uh, you know, just uh, looking forward to next week. Things settling in uh, maybe as we get closer to the holidays. Maybe there's a, a, a package under the tree for uh, for Guardians fans. Uh, we'll find out then. Uh, Hoinsey, we'll, we'll talk to you again on Monday. All right, Joe.